Welcome to Hallmark Hall of Shame. Welcome. This is my friend and mentor, oh. Elena. Why did that just make me so gooey hearted? Because <laughs> I know how to play ya. Yeah! How kind! <laughs> how kind and lovely! Janet. Aww. This is Janet. <laughs> I can't not be a jerk. I've committed to the bit. (laughs) I enjoy who Janet is as a person, a human being, and friend. Not a person and a human being are different. (laughs) But I just wanted to say, for the record, I like you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It only took you 18 episodes. (laughs) (laughs) I should have saved it for 20. (laughs) Dang it. Delete this. To confirm <laughs> that you like me. Um, boy, big day for me. Um, and big day for this podcast. Because if we got Whoa. a treat for you. You don't even know the journey we took. In a, <laughs> in a twist of fate, only only seen in the Hallmark movies. It's true. I forgot to tape this week's Hallmark movie. What a dinglehead! Uh-oh! What are we gonna do? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, I was like, well, I've got some old Hallmark movies on my DVR, or let me check. Who che- doesn't? Let me check. Like, <laughs> I mean, don't ask me how many. It's gonna be a sad moment for both of us. Um... Or I was like, let me see what else they're replaying during the week. Oh, And guess what? Guys. Jackpot. We watched a movie starring none other than... The Queen. The future Duchess of Sussex. Megan Markle. (laughs) Playing forward for the Bulls. (laughs) Forward, is that a soccer? Yeah, good job, good job. Forward work, it just kind of works. <laughs> I haven't played basketball in a long time. Wait, is that, is that just soccer? No, there's there's a small forward. Yeah, playing small forward for Wait, the ball. Now, now I'm second guessing that. Anyway. My brothers are crying. <laughs> JK, they don't listen. Uh, all the Chicago Bulls are crying. Um, it's fair. Meghan Markle was the star of this movie. Guys, we're so excited. It's called The Dater's Handbook. It's just called Dater's Handbook. Sorry. I forgive you. But I just (laughs) want you to know that I think The Dating Handbook, which is what you had originally told me it was, is a better title. Sure. Dater's Handbook, written in red, like, 80s computer font, is a downgrade. Yeah. (laughs) <clears throat> Dater's Handbook. Yeah. Um, Ew. <clears throat> but that's what we watched. That's what we watched. Um, 2016 we, is when it aired. 2016. Although, it would seem to be earlier because she does wear boot cut jeans. Like, oh my gosh. Very, very big. More Which, like flares. According to my Facebook memories, was seven years ago. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it I'm embarrassed be- because it's probably longer than that, but that was probably <laughs> real slow. That's when those of us in the Midwest stopped wearing them. Here's the deal. Which meant Hollywood stopped wearing them. I it wasn't a boot cut. Years. It was a long and lean cut, which was still more boot than it was lean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. <clears throat> she also at one point is wearing a sweater cropped to the navel. Over a button down, you know what? Which I'm is like say it was shorter than navel. Cher Horowitz territory. It was definitely like late nineties. Yeah, choices. The only thing, like they tried to hide it with a blazer, but guess what? But we saw the blazer was open, <laughs> so all of us know what happened. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. That reminds me of the... Let's judge fashion choices from two years ago in this movie. <laughs> but they're so dated. It's weird. That reminds me of when... Of the scene in 30 Rock. When yeah. they come back after Christmas. And Jack says something to Liz about... Oh, you and your family like exchanged turtlenecks over Christmas. And then she like pops open her blazer and goes... They were dickies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh. Dickies were my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> they made every sweatshirt pop. <laughs> the funniest thing... I loved a good polo dickie. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing my mom ever said to me, and everything funny my mom says is accidental. Like... Oh, I love it. Bless her like, heart. So earnest. She's not funny. But then when, like... So it means that when she says something funny, much like in a Hallmark movie, it just like, it's just like a sunshine from heaven. Um, But she, (laughs) turtlenecks are a running joke in our family, or maybe just between my mom and I, because she made me wear so many of them when I was a child. And then I had this like coming of age moment where I was like, nobody else wears turtlenecks. And I stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, but she still wears them. And there was <laughs> some point in the last few years where she was talking to me about her clothing choices. And she was like, well, you know me. Turtlenecks, September to April. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I want your mom to be in a Hallmark movie. That's precious. And I was like, that's true. I know. So great. Um... Anyway, should we let's uh, summarize the plot in thirty seconds? You're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. Okay. Because it's your turn. It is. I think. It, yeah. I, I believe it's. Oh, it is so my you turn need to time you. I do need to time you. Great. I'm pulling up the timing mechanism. That's not the calculator. <laughs> and on your mark, get set, and go. Meghan Markle plays a woman named Cass. She runs a weird marketing company. She's <laughs> single. She reads a book called The Dater's Handbook that teaches you how to find a great man. She starts dating two men and compares each of them afterwards using the handbook. One of them wins the contest, and then she realizes that her choice was wrong, and she's in love with the other one. Oh, Stop. Stop. <laughs> Uh, 27 seconds and 76 trombones. You did great! <laughs> Thank you! <laughs> okay. Oh I'm First... so glad Whole30 is over and we can have wine. 
<laughs> We're doing great. <laughs> Welcome back. <clears throat> Thank to you. All my color shame. <laughs> the way I'm your host, Elena. The way it was meant to be. And Janet. And I'm your host. I've been drinking since five. <laughs> um, it's ten. Um, I first and foremost. Yes. Get those foremost out there. Meghan Markle has a dog. Yeah. In this movie. And that dog's name is Duke. Explain it to the listeners. <laughs> she's about to be a duchess. So she's marrying she's a marrying dog. A Duke. <laughs> when Sorry, she Harry. and Harry Prince of Wales get married, they will become a duke and a duchess. Yep. And with when you delightfully screamed with glee when she said the dog's name and I was like, what's happening? Um, I responded, oh, that's funny. I would have thought Dukes of Hazard." So then, when she meets the dude that she always should have been with, yeah. and he is a dog named Daisy, making their dogs Daisy Duke, that's when I got excited. Yeah. So, we're different people. Yeah. That was one of those for classic Hallmark, we don't know if it was a joke. Oh. Do you think it was a joke, Daisy and Duke? I do. Okay. I don't think it was well executed. Sure. Because it's never pointed out. Yeah, but I think someone giggled. That's the thing. There's always secret jokes. Yeah. I think, you know why? I think because anyone writing a Hallmark movie views the entire process as a secret joke. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) joyfully. Yeah. But like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm writing this really cheesy thing. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me uh, another story of my mom. Weirdly. Um, (laughs) Let them flow. (laughs) Listen. Hey. The, Welcome. The well, the well is open. <laughs> That's not a phrase. The um, well is open. <laughs> when she was in high school, she had a a teacher who was like one of the coaches, obviously, and she was like, "I know he doesn't read our papers," and so she, when she was writing history papers, she would like sneak in sentences in the middle of the papers that were like, "Go Bulldogs," <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> Was it their mascot? Yeah. Okay. Just any, they're like, I hope Butler wins this yeah. weekend in the middle of her papers about World War II. Okay, your mom and I are twinsies. Oh. Because I did this to my high school English teacher who was about to retire, where I would write entire paragraphs of explanation about a story that we hadn't read. And then called her out on it. And she was like, this was real witty, Elena, but next time... Don't tell someone. <laughs> Don't intentionally get caught. You'll do better in college that way. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, cool, cool. Good life lesson. Here's how you cheat. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So it, it was funny watching this movie knowing that Meghan Markle is about to be the Duchess of Sussex. Mm-hmm. Because it's just so weird. Um, but also, as far as Hallmark heroines go... She's great. She was great. Like, Harry picked a great one. Yeah. <laughs> if you have to marry a Hallmark heroine, <laughs> this is the Top one. Top notch! If Hillary Burton is not available, which she's not. Or Taylor... 
Cole. Cole. Oh my. What cheekbones that lady has. I mean, cheekbones for sure, but Hillary Burton is <clears throat> number one. Hillary Burton. You've never seen a Hillary Burton movie with me. Okay. But she is the best one. Okay. I will need context. Okay. I would love to watch a thousand Hillary Burton movies with you. I don't I think she right. stopped making them now because she I'll she make a paper chain for <laughs> she, 1000 of them. <laughs> she now has a pretty steady gig on network television. Okay. Um so I don't think she's making the Hallmarks anymore but oh my gosh they're so great. Anyway, um Meghan Markle is very very charming and yeah, she is. What what I've learned, <clears throat> what I already knew of her from her public interviews with Prince Harry. And was definitely confirmed by this movie is that she is always flirting. She's always charming. Okay. She's Did always you... in like seduction mode. Wait. Okay. Did you watch Suits on USA? No. Because she can be professional AF okay. and intense and wonderful. And she's great in Suits. Super, super great. I've heard that. I agree that she is definitely flirting in this movie. It Like, top-notch flirting as far as Hallmark flirting goes. Yeah. But even in the scenes with her mom and sister, she's flirting with them. Oh, interesting. Like, she, she never drops that facade of, I'm an adorable woman. Hmm. I see it. Okay. I see where you're coming from. I think I would have said she's trying to create the relationship that the other two aren't feeding into as much. Hmm. So it comes across that way. Okay. But I can, yeah, I see what you're saying. Great. They also keep putting her on the spot. Yeah. Which I can see her like... Kind of trying to keep it light and joking, but then being like, "You're single." <laughs> would kind of make anyone be like, <laughs> "Like awkward laugh." Yeah. You know? Speaking of that family, mm-hmm. they're white. <laughs> yeah, and when you said we were watching a Meghan Markle movie, I was really excited about this idea of them embracing her racial heritage of having, you know, both represented and to see them be like no she's white yeah it was real sad to me yeah i mean (laughs) megan markle is a mixed-raced woman Mm -hmm. um and in this movie we never meet her dad well he passes away (laughs) right (laughs) so it would be weird (laughs) if we met him but i mean you never like see a photo of him or anything no. So you only meet her the mother and the, the mother sister. and the sister who are very white. Right. And then so it's like there's the vague possibility that she had an African American father, but then not because then like her yeah. her sister is her sister. There's they're never like, "Hey, you're my half sister." Anyway, yeah, pretty much they just mm-hmm. pretend like she's white. Right. Um and she's not. <laughs> Yeah, and how fun if they had just cast a different yeah. sister. Yeah. Sorry to that actress, but... Sorry, no, sorry. Sorry, you're a casualty in what we need to be a better conversation in this country. <laughs> so 
so buck up, cowboy. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking of this during the movie, and I vocalized it. Um, it's it's funny to think that, like, everybody else in this movie, mm-hmm. like, their dinner party story for the rest of their lives is that they started a movie with Meghan Markle. Yeah. Especially the two guys who kiss her in the movie. Her. They've kissed yeah. Meghan Markle, and she's about to be a duchess. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. But I think the person with the best story is actually not a person. And it's the Duke. <laughs> who was the first Duke to Duchess Meghan Markle. <laughs> He's got the best Alpo dinner party stories. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she was like, that's what I knew. I wanted it to. That's what I knew. She does tell a horrible joke at the beginning of the film. Take us through it, Janet. When, so the, in the opening scene, she's on a jog with her dog. Mm-hmm. They live in Denver. Yeah. You see her, like, staring out at the mountains. Um, and then they go home. And as she, as they're, like, walking in, she's like, whew, that was a good run. What was that, a 5K? That's like a 35K in dog. That's so bad. <sighs> that's pretty bad. <clears throat> um... I'm not sure if the jokes got better in the movie or if that just set the bar so low. <laughs> so <laughs> but there were a couple that I really laughed at. Yeah. There were some, yeah. Yeah. There were some great jokes. So, yeah. So she is single. She has a, this horrible boyfriend who doesn't know she's allergic to honey, which... Guys, I'm allergic to honey. My friend Elena's allergic to I honey. I thought I was the only person on the planet... Yeah. But mine's only a topical allergy. So it's just when I'm using it as a face wash, or there happens to be beeswax and chapstick, which there always is. Um, hers seems much more like anaphylactic shock. Yeah. Like she major. ate some honey wings and then like collapsed. <laughs> yeah. Like she, like as you said, like she'd been shot. And they make that joke, like, he's leaning over her, and she has ketchup on one spot of her shirt, and they're like, she's been stabbed! <laughs> but it's like, stop this bit, this woman has stopped breathing. Like, yeah. something, she's gonna die. Yeah. And she should have an EpiPen on her. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she has a horrible boyfriend, um, He she breaks up with him, and she's kind of like... Yeah, I always go for the wrong guys. I go for the guys that I think I'm going to fix, and then I don't fix them. So she decides to take the advice of the Dater's Handbook, which is written by Dr. Susie. Mm-hmm. Horrible cover design on that fake book. Um, that changes mid-movie. Yeah. <laughs> the cover suddenly adds her face to it in the middle. Yeah. Interesting. So she starts dating a guy that she meets at a wedding mm-hmm. and a guy that she meets at work at the same time. And then mm-hmm. basically she'll go on a date with each one of them roughly at the same time or like, you know, within the space of a couple of days. Yeah. And then check in with her mom and sister who will then like compare the dates for her based on the 
criteria in the book. Like they are her dater's anonymous sponsor. Yeah, and it's all like, was the date romantic throughout? Did he focus on you? Did he blah, blah, blah. Which I can understand, like, the was he present? Which I think is what did he focus on you was saying. But the was it romantic throughout? That seems effing exhausting. Yeah, and, like... Romantic dates can be very boring. Yeah. I think the question of, was he genuine? And were you genuine? And they skip that question. The sister's like, moving on. As though it's not important. I think it was the most important one they asked. Hands down. Yeah. So the guy she meets at the wedding is named Robert? Yes. Robert Kazminsky. Yeah. The last names in this movie are amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's, I'm sorry, not Kosminski. It was Robert Zapia. Yeah. George Kosminski. And then we had a gentleman with the last name of Schmoins. <laughs> yeah. So. That was the one that they met at. Yeah. Yeah, and then George Kosminski. Kosminski. And um, Robert, do we know what Robert does? Yeah, he works for the Parks and Recreation Department. Oh my gosh, right. And he gets tickets to events and free t-shirts. Yeah. So Robert has the dog named Daisy. Uh-huh. Um, he's very chill. They go mini golfing. They go to an Ario Speedwagon concert because it's her mom's favorite band. Um, he's 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 the clear the clear hallmark hero the whole time. Also, Robert is the only person in this movie who likes children. Because they meet at a wedding, including being seated at the kids' the parents table. Parents of some children. <laughs> yes, they're seated at a kids' table, and she's like, "Ugh!" But like, as she's still walking up, he walks up and is like, "Hey guys, ready to party at party table five? I'm ordering ordering everyone some Shirley Temples," and is like a little bit too into hanging yeah. out with the children. Because the kids' table is, like, all under 12. Yeah. Like, there's no, like... They're legit kids. Teens or, like... That still wouldn't be great. But it, it would at least be, like... <laughs> I would not like it. At least be, like, oh, they're going to think he's funny. I don't know. I Yeah, I'm happy that there were no teens there. I've never experienced a kids' table in a wedding. <sighs> but also... I think they're funny. You're right, that even when they go to a children's birthday party... The parents were like, thanks for coming. No one wants to be here. Yeah. Ugh, these guys. It's a little bizarre. Yeah. Um, and then George. Kosminski. She meets at work. He's a businessman. He is in insurance. <laughs> and I think. He takes her to the symphony. He's had some Botox. He's had some Botox and, and a fake tan. So, like, his face isn't moving with his emotions. Yeah. Which makes your... And it's not super obvious, which creates that uncanny valley in your brain of, yeah. like, you might be a robot. I do not trust you. Which is good that he plays the guy that you don't want her to be with, because the entirety of the movie, it's like, I don't trust you. You're a Cylon. Yeah. He's like a guy... It's like he, he maybe looked a little too old for her. Yeah. And also wasn't that handsome, so they just gave him a lot of spray tan. And they're like, no, you're a heartthrob. He's like, mm, no, we can still see his face. I think he'd be handsome if he was with an older woman. 
Also with it maybe a different hair. Okay. Anyway. Um, so she has much more chemistry with Robert, but George, like, takes all the boxes. Although, one of the weirdest scenes in this movie is when they go on an art date. Ew. And I could not figure out what we were supposed to be feeling at any point. I think you and I kept trying to inject more than the scene held because we were trying to make sense of it. Yeah. So he mansplains everything to her. He's mansplaining the F out of this artwork. Uh Then they go in front of another painting and he's like, what do you think of it? And she gives this, like, kind of ridiculous answer that's, like, mocking the idea of interpretation of art. Yeah. And his response is, well, I don't know that the artist would agree with that. And I thought he was going to say, because I'm the artist. Mm -hmm. That didn't happen. And then she ends up really apologizing for the joke she was making. (sighs) They do not set this up to be... Any kind of dilemma for her choosing between these men. Yeah. Because why would you ever want to be around that guy? Yeah. And what I thought was weird about that scene was that when she was doing her, like, fake, oh, I'm pretending to interpret this art. Yeah. She was like, oh, it reminds me of, like, I like how the dark and light represents good and evil and the human struggle um, like within us all, within human nature. And he's like, oh, really? And she was like, I'm just kidding. But I do think it's interesting how he played with form and structure and how, like, contrast highlights the blah, blah, blah. It's like her actual answer was just as, like, intellectual as her fake answer. Yeah. And, and it's probably <laughs> more interesting. Like, it gave more personal insight. Yeah. Than just, like, here are generic terms I can throw out in art Yeah, piece. but it, it's one thing if she was just like, oh, this picture reminds me of the struggle between good and evil. I'm just kidding. I like the color green. Mm-hmm. But it was like, I'm just kidding, but I am really smart about art, actually. Like, it was just weird. It was weird. And, yeah, it would have been sort of... If he'd actually been like, well, let me tell you something interesting about this artist. Yeah. Or like, I know this artist. Let me, let me bring them it's over. Me. Then you would be like, ooh, this is a very sophisticated man who like, that's his, that's mm. the attraction to him is that he's sophisticated. Yeah. Also but in that scene. But he was just so boring. Also in that scene, we have him say to her, you're the most interesting woman I've ever met. <laughs> And it's after she said something dumb, but I can't remember what it is. She said, I wish I'd written it down. It's something like, I don't go to art shows. It's something like, why would that trigger you to say you're the most interesting woman I've ever met? Yeah. Yeah. What you mean is, you're the hottest chick that's agreed to go out with me. Just saying. Yep. Um, meanwhile, like, her first date with Robert, they go mini-golfing, and it's very cute. It's adorable. They both sort of cheat. Oh, they're a 
adorable. They're playing defense. So flirty. So flirty. So fun. She like does like a pool shot, which I do on the mini golf course. She lays down on the green. Pull the page out of the Elena handbook <laughs> <laughs> that I've labeled Dater's handbook. Um, and they like made a bet, like winner gets to choose where we go on our second date. And they showed the golf shots. So it felt very, like, an actual scene. Yeah. Like, the scenes where we've seen people ice skate and you can't see their feet, and they're like, none of this is real. Oh, my gosh, yeah. This is like, they actually hit the ball. The ball stayed in the same place. It yeah. stayed in the shot. It all felt like a scene. It was There was, like, a camera by the hole. hole. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they. I think they did, like, shot continuity stayed together better than some actual on the movie screen movies yeah loved it yeah um so the thing i wrote down is that she supposedly runs her own company mm-hmm. but the scenes of her at work she doesn't seem like it's her company i agree it seems like she's a higher up yeah but it does not feel like what someone who runs the company would be doing on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, she's too involved. She's too involved. Um, I wonder if that's part of them trying to fill in this idea of her being like really personable and like the best boss, in quotes. Yeah. Because she has this really wonderful monologue on the first date where she talks about how she got into this, why she decided to start her own company. And then kind of very adorably, it's like, and I wanted to work for the best boss, and that's this guy right here, and points to herself. And I loved that monologue, to, especially after seeing the Cooking with Love show, where mm-hmm. she like, can't even have an idea. Yeah. To have Meghan Markle's character be like, I'm the best boss. I'm the boss. It's great. I'm the best at it. So I wonder if like, this idea of best boss in the lady job sphere mm-hmm. is super approachable and doesn't get on your case when you're terrible at your job. Yeah. Although I loved this moment. So basically her company will like print your logo on stuff. Yeah. So like cups, footballs, footballs you know, that kind of thing. Footballs. Promotional footballs, items. Footballs. <laughs> yeah. And there's... The scene where um, one of their customers had wanted their logo printed on footballs, but they're from Argentina. Footballs. So, so they meant soccer balls. Right. So she's telling this, like, you know, account rep that they got it wrong. She's like, so first of all, I need you to, like, see how soon you can get it printed on the correct ball. Mm-hmm. And she's like, also, I found... This high school in Oklahoma that are called the Tornadoes and have these same colors. So see if you can sell the, the mistake products to them, which mm-hmm. is, frankly, a job that he should have done. And he was like, oh, okay. And then he was like, that sounds like a lot of work. And she says, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. And it, I love that too. It's great because it's like, this was your fault. Here's what you're going to do to fix it. Frankly, she spoon fed him the ways to fix it. Mm-hmm. And 
then was like, yeah, do that. Like, I love it, hate it. Because I love that, that that she was like, yes, it is work. But I also think she should have fired him. Yeah. And so later on, when she's like, I love that she gives an explanation. Mm-hmm. Where she says, his dad was really great to me when I was breaking into this business. So I'm paying it back by helping this guy out. Yeah. I'm glad that we get a little bit of explanation. Because otherwise, it's like, no, cut the cord on that idiot. Yeah. 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 Or, yeah, like, fix this, or you're fired. Yeah. And it's one thing if he wants to work hard, but, like, that answer shows he doesn't. Yeah. That seems like a lot of work. <laughs> nope. Yeah, dude. He was adorable, though. Um. Yeah. Adorable. He was, he was cute. Like, cute. like a little, he looked like Keller Ripa's husband. I can't remember his name. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Who cares? Um, so basically <laughs> when she recaps her dates with both of these guys to so her mom and sister, mm-hmm. her sister is very much like George is the better guy for you. Like he's reliable. He's attentive. He's bait rich is the undertone. Um, blah, blah, blah. You should date George. And so she breaks up with Robert. Robert. Well, I feel like she's, I feel like. She, having come out of this two-year relationship with the worst guy. The worst. Is kind of being gaslit in this idea of, like, I can't trust my senses. Or just, like, fun guys are bad. Fun guys are bad, but also I cannot trust myself. Yeah. I have proven untrustworthy. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why she, I think, really... Puts bank in her sister's yeah. thoughts. Also, her sister is married, has two children and one on the way, which I think is this idea of she has succeeded. I would argue that's not a relationship I want. Yeah. So. Her sister's husband is not. It's, it's not. <laughs> he's not. He's not horrible. <laughs> he's not going to hit anyone. But he's dumb. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so she breaks up with Robert. Yeah. But then, like, has a date with George where she takes him to her mom's house for dinner. That goes horribly. The mom is never a fan Yeah, of the mom was always on Team Robert. Yeah. Um, mostly because he got her tickets to REO Speedwagon, which yeah. is her favorite band. Right. And then she runs into Robert at the, at the car, at the shop. Yeah, he's getting his transmission fixed, and she's getting snow tires put on. Yeah. Oh, is it fall? I guess. I thought it was spring, because it is spring. Interesting. Um, they run into each other and then they go bowling. Oh, and we have... While they wait for their cars to be done. So cute. It is so cute. And he's like, we'll just go as friends. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying to like... I'm guessing that this is both of our favorite moments. I mean, I wrote down three Hall of Fames, so we can talk about it. Okay. Um, I'll only write down two. Okay. So I should go first on that one, and let's burn this one. Okay. (laughs) So 
yeah, Robert, Robert finally agrees or gets her to agree to go bowling with him while they wait for their cars. <laughs> and then right as, as they're... As friends. As friends. Right. And then right as they're about to leave, the guy from the car shop walks out and is like, Dr. Zappian, you're, I've got your... Doctor? When did he become a doctor? Didn't he... Mr. Zappian? <laughs> what is... I don't know. He's what a doctor he who works for Parks and Recreation. Dr. Zappian? Um, Mr. Zappia, I've got a... I've got... And he has his keys. Like, I've got your car ready. But Robert, like, gives him the... Like, cut it off. The cut, yeah. Neck signal. And the dude with way too big of a mustache for Jose. He's like... I've got a couple more hours on your car. And then just turns around and heads right back in. And it is genuinely delightful. It's so good. We rewound it and watched it again. The timing was impeccable. <laughs> way to go, Walmart. Yeah. Nailed it. And way to go, that guy who had four yeah. lines. Yeah. What a time. What was that noise? Oh, <laughs> your face. That was my noise. My foot on the coffee table. That was, that was my noise. I apologize. Sorry. Um, yeah. A beautiful, beautifully executed line. Beautifully. And also them bowling. Okay. She, from the get-go, is ridiculous about eating off of people's plates. Oh, yeah. And they set it up to be charming. And I am all for sharing. But you ask someone. Especially when you're eating identical food. Why would you do that? Yeah. Ugh. And they... When they go bowling, he gets fries and she goes to just take food off of his plate again. To which he pulls the fries away and says... No, I don't share fries with friends. Beautiful. And it was so good. It felt great. It was like, yes, that boundary needed to be set for a while. Um, But later, you see her going to take a bite off of the other guy's plate. And he was like, oh, actually, I, I brought enough for everyone to have their own. Which I think was a real nice way to call her out on it. But she... As much as I dislike him for her, this should not have been what made her feel like yeah. he was out of bounds. That shouldn't have been she the was the flag. one that was out of bounds. Yeah. I, that's how I feel. Yeah. But it did usher in this very cute scene where it was his turn to bowl mm-hmm. and he held his fries, his fry basket in his left hand the whole time. <laughs> and took a gutter ball just so she couldn't have the fries. Yeah. It was a, it was real cute. Yeah. They're cute bowlers. She's always flirting. Well, yeah, she needs to in this scene. Yeah. And as Duchess of Sussex. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah. And then yeah, anyway, she breaks up with George and realizes that she loves Robert. And then they get together at a lantern party. Yeah, it was, a, it was a lantern party. What, um, what was it? It was like a Chinese New Year. Yeah, which wouldn't be fall. I don't know why she's getting snow tires put on. Who knows? In February. Yeah. It's real weird. Oh, it, he must have been part of planning the party. Because she sees yeah. him hanging up the poster at the car repair shop. 
And so then later, when after she's broken up with George and she sees somebody talking about that party, it kind of reminds her, like, oh, yeah, if I go to that party, he'll be there. Yeah, the sister invites her to come to meet up with mom and yeah. the kids. And- yeah. So she goes and then she sees him and... She's like, I messed up. I messed up. I like you. And then they make out. But not, not before. There's a very brief scene where she has trouble getting through the Chinese dragons. Like, and it feels like a literal nightmare. It was like so you're weird. Just trying to like swim through a sea of paper dragons. Yeah. But it, it was like, you know, there's a crowd of, I don't know, a few dozen people standing around. Yeah. And then there's like, you know, the Chinese dragons with the like floating tails, like, like you see in a Chinese New Year parade. And she sees him up on a different level and she's like, I gotta go. Like, I gotta go do something, which, you know, she's gonna go talk to him. But then she like tries to run through the parade and there's just like three or four shots of her like being like, oh, oh no. Yeah, I don't even know if it's like a parade. It's like the dragons are all in a mosh pit. Yeah. And they're like just dancing on each other. And she... (laughs) Like it's just like dragon grinding. They're just jamming. They're just jamming. And she tries to run through and then she's like, oh, oh, no. no. How am I going to get through? But then it's like over and... 10 seconds or less yeah. and you're just kind of like why yeah, that wasn't stressful why did that exist yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know but the lanterns the b-roll they found of lanterns was fun <laughs> who doesn't love a floating lantern i love a floating lantern send it up to the sky i totally messed one up at a wedding one time <laughs> and i was so mad was i at that wedding yeah it was duncan's wedding yeah and What's up, Dunk? They hi Duncan. And they gave us all lanterns and they're like, be careful unfolding them, you'll rip the paper. Yeah. Sure enough, I sure did. Here's the deal, everyone messed them up. Not everybody. Well There are some great photos of me from that wedding though, so it's fine. Oh great. <laughs> Thank you, Tyler. Um there's a terrifying <laughs> photo of me from that wedding. Oh. Do you remember this? Wait, is it my favorite photo of you of I all time? I think so. I think it is. <laughs> Maybe I'll put it on the Instagram. But it is like, I decided it was hilarious <laughs> to do the Cupid Shuffle as though you were angry. So it was like, was. stop three times. Like, meh, meh, meh. Stop, stop, stop. But the photo looks like I am so upset I didn't uh-huh. catch the bouquet. No, it's so funny. I look so angry. It's so funny. I mean, I've only ever seen the photo knowing the context, so... Yeah, I don't know how anyone else takes it, not knowing the context of me doing the angry, tantrum baby, Cupid Shuffle. It's it's better in person than it is talking about it. We'll post it. It's so funny. Hmm. It was funny in person, and the photo was funny. Um, That's all I got. Well, I've got this. The whole premise of Dr. Susie's book is that you're, you're, it's not the guys you're dating. It's you. You are choosing the wrong guys. Which is still the wrong guys. Yeah. Dr. Susie actually looks at, at the camera when she's on a morning show and says, shoves, (laughs) and says, 
the problem is you. Yeah. And it's not nice. It's not nice. And I, so as a single woman who's watching this, I think, I I can't speak for both of us. I'll speak for me. Okay. I get a lot of unsolicited advice. Sure. (laughs) Um, We had a speaker come at a job I was working at. Um, and I had set up the entire event. And afterward, his response to me was, Elena, you've been so great at this. You would make an amazing wife. Who are you dating? And I was like, I'm, what? I'm not dating anyone right now. And he was like, well, we need to change that. How are you meeting men? It was the most inappropriate and bizarre conversation. Also, he was a terrible speaker. Um, well... So do you think that you're the one not committing, Janet? Uh... No. Okay. But, like, the pause and the grunt and the eye roll that you just did... (laughs) Is how I feel... The classic Janet triple. (laughs) But I feel like that was... It was... As fun as parts of this movie were, I think there was st- there was still kind of baggage that was thrown around. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Maybe. Like, ugh. come on. And I get that Susie at the end is having a divorce, so they kind of debunk her. Mm-hmm. But I kind of want Meghan Markle to fight back a little bit more than just being like you're right i do i am the terrible one here yeah i should let my sister speak for us yeah 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 it's not merit-based marriage um yeah should we all fame a hall shame it yeah my hall shame was at one point Meghan Markle's over at her sister's house. They're preparing for either a school fun- bake sale or maybe just the birthday party. Oh, I'm so glad you're mentioning that. They're <laughs> they're frost. They're making a hundred cupcakes. Yeah. And uh, the sister then see sees her husband eating one of the cupcakes, right. and she's like, "Ugh, I can't believe you. It's like I have two children." And then the husband looks over at her sister, Meghan Markle, and goes, you mean three? And Meghan Markle Ugh. is holding a spatula Ugh. with frosting on it, licking it. Licking it. She's licking the frosting. These are not family cupcakes. Not even a finger swipe. No. She's fully licking the spatula. And they're still mid-frosting. Disgusting. And it would be one thing if it was like, this spatula's done, we'll never use it. But they're obviously saying, we are using the spatula for the frosting process. Yeah. It's it's covered in frosting. It's got globs of frosting on it. And then she she does this look like, oops, coming. And I was like, gross. And she giggled. Yeah. It was like, please recognize that you're gross. Yeah. You're going to have to wash wash that spatula and start over with either a new one or a clean spatula. Right. So, not not appropriate. And again, if they're family cupcakes, lick away. Sure. But you These are no. four people. 
I wouldn't even... Oh, yeah, so gross. Yeah. Anyway, Paula Shane. No, thanks. Shame on you, Duchess. <laughs> um, and mine is also cake-related. Mm. So, which her character loves cake. They mentioned this several times. And at one point, Robert takes her to a diner where she ends up having the honey incident. Right. Um, and they're bringing out this, like, famous, famous piece of cake right as she hits the floor. The cake has sparklers on it. And I don't know if you have ever thrown a garden-themed party where you did a lip-sync to a Bette Midler song for your seventh-grade friends. Yes, several times. Then you know that if you put sparklers on the really fancy spumoni cake that you make, it will make the entire thing taste terrible because of the sulfur from the sparklers falling onto the cake frosting. Oh, no. It is a mistake. Don't do it. What if you just lick it off? Lick the sulfur off? Oh, like make more on the spatula. <laughs> you witty little kitten. Ah, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's not uh, a lot of respect for frosting in this film. No, and we are bruised by it. <laughs> I also just think George is a bummer. Oh yeah, like we've talked about it a lot, but that could easily be my hall of shame. Like just make it a difficult decision. Yeah, if you or like if he was even a little bit more handsome or a little bit more well, charming. I'm rich. gonna say charming. I'm fine just with him rich. not being as handsome. Yeah. But just give make the decision hard in some yeah. compelling way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hall of Fame. You are terrible. Make him handsome. Or rich! Well, it's just like, if you're going <laughs> to... Okay, as, Janet. As a foil for uh, the man that you're supposed to fall in love with. Like, he it's can't like, compete in charm. Right. These other it's things. like, he's still obviously the wrong guy, but you can gotcha. see why she's a little bit, like, swept off her feet in the beginning. Gotcha. And a little bit like, wow, is this the guy for me? It it doesn't yeah. make sense why she's ever, like... Oh, ever! Oh, he, well, this guy's amazing. Bro. I will also say... He took me to an art gallery downtown. And berated me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I also think you would make a great point that it would would have been really fun if he had also read the book and had been skewing the results in his favor. Yes, this was my theory. Janet made a better movie. And I was so convinced I was right. Elena pointed out that I was not. I love Um, pointing that out. (laughs) It's one of my favorites. Because at one point when he's visiting her at work and she's Mm -hmm. looking for something in her coworker's desk because her coworker's on her honeymoon... Um, she opens a drawer and the dater's handbook is in the drawer. She closes it and then she's looking through some other things. But then she goes on to date this guy and I was like, oh, I think he saw that book in her, in the drawer, knows she's reading it and is thereby like also, yeah, also reading it and is like, okay, I'm supposed to do this, this and this. And that means that I'm the right guy. I totally thought that's what it was. Yeah. That's the plot of. Um, that's the plot. That's the plot of Think Like a Man, which is an excellent movie starring Kevin Hart, Gabrielle Union, 
Taraji P. Henson. What? It's based on the book by Steve Harvey. Ugh. That was like dating advice. And then in the book or in the movie, there's all these women who are reading that book. Yeah. And using the advice in their relationships. Okay. And then all of a sudden, all their boyfriends realize at the same time that they're reading that book. Anyway, it's great. If Interesting. If it's ever on TV at 2 p.m. on a Saturday, I highly recommend you watch it. Because I loved it a lot. Okay. And that's when I was like, oh, I get why Kevin Hart is the most famous and successful man in America. He's so funny in that movie. I just... Don't like Steve Harvey. But he's not, I mean, you don't have to. What a sexist dude. His book is just like a a prop in the movie. Okay. Okay. I'm sure, I I bet he was involved. But it's like. getting royalties from it. Yeah. But not when I'm watching it at 2 p.m. He's not writing it. Gotcha. It's it's super funny. Okay. You heard it here, unless we edit it out. Editor, <laughs> editors, readers, editors. listeners. There we go. All right, let's move on to Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. You wanted to go first. Yes, thank you. My Hall of Fame is at the end of the kid's birthday. <laughs> yeah. The sister randomly, like everyone leaves the scene, oh. and she's still like right in front of the camera, but not looking into it, and she just kind of goes. Michael, kids, T-Rex, I'm nailing this party. (laughs) And it was such a fun, like, random moment for her. Yeah. Where she just gets to, like, be like, I'm the effing best. Yeah, it was a big win Yeah, for the sister. Yeah, because she's always on Team George, which is the wrong team. Yeah. So she, in that moment, was charming. Yeah, super. We've all been there. I'm glad I'm great. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, mine, in a similar vein, when she goes bowling with Robert, mm-hmm. as the scene opens, uh, Meghan Markle's about to bowl, and he's talking, and she's like, okay, okay, quiet. I want to be able to hear a pin drop. And he goes, ugh, spare me. <laughs> And she was trying to get one pin. It was a spare. It was You're right. so funny. That was the best moment of the movie. Yeah, for sure. I'm so embarrassed I didn't say that. Yeah. Um, so funny. And again, like, impeccable timing. Just real good. For the two of them. But then the only the yeah. only, the only letdown mm-hmm. is that then he goes, ugh, spare me. And she goes, ugh. I agree. And it's like, that's the moment you fall in love with that man. I agree. That is, I think that's also, that is the Hall of Fame and Hall of Shame all within two seconds. Sure. Because then you're like, should he be with her? Because she didn't laugh at his hilarious spare me joke. <sighs> yeah. And then that was right before the fries incident. (laughs) And everything about that movie was like, you're at a hurley, bro. Keep moving. Yeah. (laughs) Come sit with the Hall of Shame ladies. (laughs) Come visit us in Chicago. We'll go bowling. We'll go bowling with you. We'll spare you nothing. (laughs) What? You won't strike out with these two. That was kind of baseball-y. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
These pinheads will fall down. <laughs> I'm weighted on the bottom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you can knock me over. <laughs> you're, like, you're like going in the gutter. <laughs> I think we should stop before we make it three holes in the ball joke. Oh. I'm trying to think of a turkey joke. I can't think of one. The you spared us all. <laughs> this has been a mark all of shame. The most shame we've ever had. <laughs> Join us next week. Join us next week when we watch a movie starring Kate Middleton. I got so excited! (laughs) What? No, it's a lie. It's a lie. I just hope that dog's back. It'll probably be Lacey Chabert. And that's okay. We'll see. (laughs) Bye. Bye.